I will press this button. <laughs> then I will press this button. Sweet, unerotic awakening, no kink. Identifying swingers and fire tongues. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Patron supporters receive a free version of the audiobook Polyamory Toolkit, as well as ad-free early access podcast, tons of free ebooks, exclusive chats, and other content. Check out all the options at eroticawakening.com. And thank you to our latest supporter, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah, and all of our patron supporters who we get to chat with tonight on one of our chats. In just a little bit, as a matter of fact. All right, and if I understand correctly, we are talking about uh, religious positions. Ha ha ha. Sacred sexuality. So, oh, yes, it could be, right? Be. <laughs> so, uh, hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. <laughs> uh, today on the podcast, we are going to let you know how you can identify swingers when you're in your local grocery store, as well as talk about the pictures we've seen recently. But first, Dawn, you and I have known about this thing called hypno kink for mm -hmm. a long time. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you remember this at the room. Nope. At the space, a hypno kink group used to meet there every month. I remember. So do you remember the first place we saw hypno kink? I do not. You're not thinking about the cruise ship because that wasn't very nope. kinky. Nope. Nope. The basement. And I can remember the two people that were doing it because they were in the V chair and they were performing it there in the basement, and it included people I could mention, one of them, Mistress S. I know who that is. Okay. Awesome. So, obviously, we were very interested in that because some 18 years later, we took our, we'd said, hey, let's look into this. Actually, today on the podcast, we have Hypno Story and Panda. First off, guys, thanks for being on the show. It's our pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having us. I will have to start off by saying, and uh, HypnoStory, I actually reached out to you on a personal matter prior to even thinking about it, this as a podcast topic. And I'm going to start off with the rough question right off the bat. Sure. We're super anti, I'm going to say it, we were anti-hypno-kink for quite some time. Years. Because of an experience of someone we know who is in a deep hypno-kink relationship with their top and then their top passed away and they were left pretty unstable for quite a while. Now, yeah. Time goes by and you realize, you know what? It may, it probably wasn't just that, but what is it? Correlation doesn't equal something. Causation. Causation Ooh. doesn't equal correlation. Welcome to the intelligent podcast. Oh, I took a psych degree. I you have done, a psych degree. You sure <laughs> done did get all smart. Get back to our guest. Um, <laughs> So Those for, are some darn nice words. <laughs> we just kind of avoided the whole hypno kink thing. And I don't really know what happened for me over the past year. Something. Oh, I know what happened. I did. I joined your damn discord because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> and we'll talk about that in a moment. And I really started to get interested in hypno kink. I read a book by a guy named Wise Guy. And then. I did something else that we have to talk about. Good gosh, we've got a lot I've got to talk about. And just this past yesterday, I hypnotized myself via YouTube, and the damn thing worked. Yay! Welcome to the dark side. 
I don't know if I like that <laughs> that way. Well, the, the funny thing is what I did, I got hypnotized into keeping my eyes closed. So it really was dark. Hmm. So let's start off, guys. And I probably, I just dumped a whole bunch of stuff on you. But let me start off with sure. a simple definition. The definitive answer to what is hypnokink. And for bonus points, what is hypnosis? Surely there must be one single answer. <laughs> um, so... I, I like to say that if you put five hypnotists, lock them in a room and tell them they can't come out till they have a definition of hypnosis they agree on, you're either going to have five definitions or four dead hypnotists <laughs> um, that really, that we can talk sort of pretty easily about qualities of this thing we call hypnosis, but what exactly it is, is not an easy thing to pin down and it's something there's just a lot of disagreement about like well what goes in, in what goes on one side of the line versus the other because it's it, like a lot of things with brains it's very gray and squishy and depends on a, a lot of context um yeah almost nothing within this i feel like is this is black and this is white it's very much like the whole thing is on a gradient for most of it because every brain is different humans are complicated every human's going to be different so there's a lot of variables happening too yeah so hypno kink is actually pretty easy to define because it's really doing kinky stuff of one variety or another using hypnosis or hypnosis technique and you know, that can be anything from trance for its own sake, because that's something a lot of us enjoy, to, you know, using different kinds of um, conditioning and training things as a part of power exchange relationships, um, to using hypnosis to do things, to create experiences that are impossible otherwise. You know, the sort of one of the classic examples of that is I once did a very intense caning scene with someone from a thousand miles away. Huh. Um, and, you know, so it can be great for long distance play. Or if you're into like the idea of being held down by tentacles and things happen, that's something that I do pretty often. Uh, and it's it's great. Yeah. 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 Uh, that because really what we're doing is messing with our experience of reality that reality is something that's really our experience you know we like to think we're experiencing the world in an objective way mm -hmm. and we're just not because we are taking in this massive flood of sensory information that's how we interact with the world as humans and there's no way that we can be having a conversation and thinking about the communication we're having and also be paying attention to what every square millimeter of our skin is feeling at the same time of what the smell in the room is what all the background sounds and as i mentioned them often they come to mind because we're directing attention in that way but our unconscious edits all that out and so it's much like, you know, if you've ever had the experience of searching for your keys 
and sure that they're just gone until you finally give up and realize that they were right in the middle of your desk the whole time and you looked right at them four or five times and didn't see them. Well, your brain had decided that they weren't there. And so it edited out sensory information because it already knew. And what we're doing with hypnosis really is tapping into that kind of functionality that all of our brains have in a little bit more directed way. And so we can start to play with creating experiences, which may be sensory or maybe emotional, maybe some of both, um, of things that aren't there is one of the things that we often do or things that are different from what they actually are. That, um, you know, the, the, the tentacles being a great example of that, that uh, because it's, it's this really interesting thing that in the brain, there's not a lot of difference between imagining something very vividly and actually experiencing it. All of the same sensory functions of the brain are happening in both cases. And so it's not a very big step for a lot of people to kind of take this half step to the left where their brain can experience that as something very real, much like when, you know, if you go to a movie or you're very involved in a book and you get so involved that all that exists for you for a while is that story that you're not thinking about sitting in the chair with the book in your hand, that you're off in whatever world that is. Mm -hmm. And that really, this is a way of doing that. Um, And that's, that's sort of one of the, one of the places we often go with it. What a great succinct definition, daddy. It's about as succinct as it gets. So, Panda, do I understand correctly that sometimes you are, or that you identify as a switch? Um, in hypnosis, yes. Okay. Like for hypnokink. So if you and I were going to, if I ended up at um, an upcoming hypnocon, Beguiled, or what's the other one that's before that? E, e, me, me, who. me who and me Charmed who. are the big ones. If, if I ended up at one of those events and I said, hey, Panda, let's do some hypnokink and I want a bottom. I, I understand that the conversation about what that, the, the negotiation, the, the consent, all that aspects of, is one conversation we're going to have. Mm-hmm. But let's fast forward down to the point where we actually start saying what is going to happen in our scene. So what would happen in our scene? Honestly, kind of whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> a lot of it is like just based on what qualities you're looking to experience. And I often say that really the only barrier or the only limitation is your imagination. So that's why we often in our classes encourage people during negotiation to break it down into qualities. And that way you can see what you want to do based on what kind of kinks you have in common. So like if you said, I want to feel helpless and like out of control and manip like physically manipulated or manhandled in some way okay and there are a million directions i like my brain automatically just starts rifling through like the rolodex 
of different possibilities. So let's so, expand that one a little bit. If I was mm -hmm. going to top that scene, I would tie the person down. I would physically grab their bits and squeeze and, and pull and maybe even have them standing up and physically move them around so that they feel manipulated and they feel helpless. Uh, with Dawn, mm -hmm. when I do that, I like to tie her little legs and uh, her feet, her ankles and her arms together and then push her towards the floor, right? It feels very helpless, like she's going to fall. Yeah. How would you accomplish that as a hypno kinks scene? Well, there, I mean, certainly if you want to go straight forward, you could do hypno bondage, uh, which is lovely for those who may not have rope experience as a top or may not be able to experience rope or bondage as a bottom for whatever physical limitation. Um, very fun, easy to do, either with a freeze, um, like feel like you're glued to a chair, feel like there's something around you, all sorts of things like that. To make them feel manipulated, however, I would go more towards being their own undoing. So it's, I would have it more like, uh, I really, en I, I enjoy the darker side of kink in general to, as, as, like, as a warning, I guess. But I love that almost, like, mind control fantasy, like, taking away of the free will, the body is listening to me and the mind is a passenger, that you have no control over what your body is doing, and it's just going to do what I tell it to. So if I told it not to move, it's not going to move. Uh, I, if we had a if, video podcast, people right now, if they've ever wondered, what does evil glee look like? They would, <laughs> I would say, look at Panda right now. That is the look of evil glee right there. Yeah, I am. I don't talk very often because like, I'm just not a top really. But like for Hypno Kink in particular, for some reason, I enjoy the hell out of it. I think because it feeds that like I'm good at this <laughs> sort of thing that we like to have as like adults in general, but I really like being an asshole to people. <laughs> so you mentioned yeah. mind control, and of course we have to mm -hmm. ask about that. Can you, uh, let's say, let's say, uh, Hypno Story, let's say you and I said, oh, we're gonna do a little scene together. And what I want out of this is I want to feel like a robot, right? Sure. And now that I'm under hypnosis, you know what robot, uh, you know what Dan, fuck the whole robot thing. Instead, give me your PIN number and your credit card information, and we're going to go shopping, right? And after that, I'm going to get you to go uh, punch this person that I don't like very much, right? That kind of thing. I guess it's more the what we see from kind of a Hollywood perspective. Right. There's a very old Charles Bronson flick where people were hypnotized and their watch alarms would go off and they'd assassinate people, right? Ooh, don't get excited by that. That was a B movie. Us. Well, I'll have to find that movie for you, apparently. But can you do I I don't. So it's a really hot fantasy for a lot of people. And absolutely not. So it's not reality. We can play with the fantasy of it and do add a sort of role play component that can feel fairly real under the right circumstances. But if it comes to really doing something that is like is really against that person's nature, that no, it's not going to work. Now, 
can someone be shitty and manipulative with hypnosis? Sure, they can be shitty and manipulative with rope or with DS or with any other kind of kink. Right. And um, and that can be done with hypnosis. But honestly, I don't think hypnosis is more at more risk to do that. Honestly, I think the greatest risk of that kind of manipulation comes with really deep power exchange. Yeah. And that if that kind of manipulation is happening in hypnosis, typically it's in the context of a very deep power exchange where the bottom has given the top a tremendous amount of trust outside of the hypnosis. And because here's the thing, if I hypnotize you, it's happening in your brain. And in the end, you always have agency. You can always, as a bottom in hypnosis, reject a suggestion, modify it, cancel it, that it's it's really something. Now, there are people, some people, not a lot, but occasionally you will find people who are very, very, very receptive to hypnosis and are just naturally really talented hypnobottoms. And there are plenty of people out there who don't believe they have agency or haven't practiced the act of advocating for themselves. And mm -hmm. that's really where I think the issue lies, yeah. is that um, I think it's really interesting when people say hypnosis is a hard limit for them just because they don't want their brains being messed with. Mm -hmm. Because power exchanges that most like subspace top space rope right. space all those things are playing with your brain it's just right. hypnosis is more overt so, like, right the the bratty me when somebody says that wants to say oh so you don't like subspace right. you you never you never play in a way that you go into any kind of altered headspace because i mean what is that if it's not playing with your brain mm -hmm. it's just that in hypnosis we're I think often more aware of doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that means that sometimes we can be more safe about it because we're very conscious of what we're doing and talking to people about, you know, before they start, this is going to be a potentially really altered feeling headspace. And one of the things we need to negotiate is how long is it before you need your mind clear after this? You know, are you going to have to drive home? Are you going to have to, you know, I don't know, run an explosives company or something, <laughs> you know, like, well, maybe then if you've got to go do, you know, demolish a building with very precise use of high explosives, we should do the hypnosis after that, you know, um, and that, um, which is not to say that people who do other kinds of kink aren't necessarily careful about headspace, because I think a lot of really wonderful tops and dominants particularly are Art. aware of that in their as they're negotiating with particularly new people. But it's it's sort of a thing that we kind of specialize in because the headspace is often a really explicit goal and not just a nice thing that comes with the package. Right. But yeah. just like in any kink, I believe you can be manipulative or not. 
Uh, and it really just depends on the person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and so the the please have, please have go on. No, there's there, there's one more thing here that I think is really important, which is there is a condition where I do think people can find themselves actually without agency. And it's if they believe, really deeply believe that they don't have it. Mm -hmm. And that can come from not being well-educated about the kink that they're playing with, about how hypno works. It can, but it can also come from, you know, being misled by the first hypno dom that you play with if they're not, you know, being an ethical person about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and to separate the um the reality of it being that it's happening in their brain and that they do actually have agency mm -hmm. from what a lot of us think is really hot to play with and in terms of it being mind control or whatever kind of uh thing of along those lines and the framing that i really like to use is that it's a it's two sides of a coin right the same ability that gives a bottom and particularly a submissive bottom the ability to reject and modify suggestions also gives them the ability to choose to accept the suggestions and thereby to give me as much power as they choose to give me okay Up up to the point that the only thing that they have left in that scene is the ability to take it back if they need to. Okay. Because that's the thing that's inherent. What what's what would you say is a big difference between when you negotiate a a what we'll call a classic BDSM scene and mm -hmm. a hypno kink scene? Is there like one thing that stands out that's that you would hit more significantly? Yeah. Um it's called pre-talk uh and like so that's more when you're working with newer people as well so like if it's too experienced hypno kinksters like negotiating for a scene just like with any kink with negotiate with experienced people there's going to be a lot of shorthand going on here sure uh, but if you're working with a new person on either side of the pocket watch really there's going to be a certain amount of discussion involved about kind of where you started. Like, what is hypnosis? What's it going to do? What's it going to be like? And those are the things that pretty much everyone wonders about or like has some preconceived notion of. So dispelling myths and fears is kind of one of the most important aspects of pre-talk is saying like, no, you're not going to get stuck in trance no, this isn't complete mind control and I'm not going to make you go rob a bank. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you can move and use your words in whatever way you need to to feel comfortable. And there are lots of ways to reinforce that throughout the scene as well, and a lot of us do. Uh, but also, pre-talk sets the expectation, which is another like pretty big step when you're go getting into hypnosis, that this thing is going to work. Mm -hmm. because like I was I didn't believe in hypnosis 
uh, for quite, quite, quite some time. I had seen people do it and thought it was absolute bullshit. And they were just like playing along. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until maybe like, I don't know, four, five, four years ago now, I guess, that I changed my mind about that because I kind of came to the understanding of what it is and is not. Uh, and that in a lot of ways, it kind of is kind of similar to power exchange. Uh, in that, like, you are choosing how much you give away and how much you keep. And that's why, like, I, now I teach a whole freaking class on finding your power as a submissive, essentially. And the journey of that and what that looks and feels like. Because the more power you own uh, as an S-type, the more I believe you can give away. Nice. All right, so now we get to the part of the podcast called Rapid Fire, Can You Do That?, which I just made up a few seconds ago. And HypnoStory, you're going to go first, and then Panda. And okay. Yes or no. I'm going to, can you do this with hypnosis? And you guys just say yes or no. So, um, sure. and again, um, I'm sure that a lot of them would take a lot of, well, in this situation, blah, blah, blah. But just go yes, no, or no the- comment. That. Let me give let me give one preface, which uh, is to say, bottoming for hypnosis is a, is a set of skills, okay. and just like some people are really their bodies are really good at doing let's say torsions and rope suspensions, some people's brains are really good at doing certain kinds of things and not as good at doing other kinds of things. So, like assuming the right top and bottom you know, under sort of ideal circumstances, we'll take it that way. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, And that's just like, and the funny thing that I've picked up from this interview so far is just how much it's like any other kink in the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ill top and a a bottom that's afraid of what's going to happen. It's not going to be as great a scene if it's, so let's just do this rapid fire thing. You ready, Dawn? Because you have to, do you have any rapid fire? I have to come up with some? No, I'm I'm just listening. Okay. I'm good. so make someone believe that they are tied to a chair. Yes. Make someone feel like a bimbo. Yes. That was it. That was an easy one, wasn't it? That was on your thing the other night. Um, make someone feel like that you are their super duper master dominant. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, make someone feel like crawling around their floor is the only thing that's comfortable for them. Yes. Make someone feel like the more they suck your cock, the more excited they get. Oh, yeah. Wait, we didn't have to do hypno, hypno for that. Fair. <laughs> it's one we do do that a lot. Um, and this is a question that, of course, everybody that tuned into the podcast thought I would start with and have been waiting for. Can you make someone orgasm on command? Yes. Again, that was an easy one because I saw your your recent thing. Um, I could go on and on, and uh, I will not. But if I wanted to go on and on, let's say I wanted to learn more in convenient half-hour video chunks that were informative yet playful and would really give me a great understanding of all the things that we glossed over, like negotiation and that pre-talk that you talked about and some of the things that 
you know, on occasion can go wrong and how to deal with it. How would I learn? Could we do that over the podcast or is there a better way to do it? Oh, gosh, I wonder what on earth you could be talking about. (laughs) (laughs) We we have uh, we recorded about like a five hour with us with an extra hour bonus scene in there. A intro to Hypno Kink, which is broken down into chapters. There's a transcript. There are captions. There's some playfulness and brattiness because there will always be with us. And it is at www.pandastory.love. And there's not much on that website yet besides the 101. So it'll be super easy to find because we just launched this website less than a month ago. And we are definitely planning on more for the future, but that's the only one up there right now. Um, And it's available for purchase on a sliding scale. That's right. That's right. From it's 35 to $80. And, you know, people can decide Mm -hmm. where they fit because we want to make particularly fundamental education as acceptable, as accessible as we can. There we go. But, you know, I think that we ought to have a discount for people who are listening (gasps) to this podcast. Yeah. So if you use coupon code Dan and Dawn, spelled out in all one word, um, then you will get uh, 15% off of whatever price you put on the sliding scale. That's how the the coupon codes work um and um we'll we're it's our pleasure to do that and yeah uh, we've certainly enjoyed the podcast and are thrilled to get to to do this with you yeah. guys and if you want continuing education besides that we are also on patreon at patreon.com slash panda story uh which is where we each make um audio files for certain tiers we do hypno king porn like a 20, 30 minute scene uh, once a month. We also do car talks, which are basically recordings of us just like shooting the shit, talking about something kinky and nerdy. Um, and those are anywhere from one to three a month. And there's some free content on the Patreon as well, um, aimed towards newer people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a four part series that's for free on the Patreon right now about how to get ready and prepare for your first uh, con, in-person I- con. I, I will tell my, uh, I'll tell our audience listeners, uh, as you know, folks, uh, we do not, um, we don't advertise anything that we don't believe in. Um, they just don't pay us enough. I mean, if at some point, um, I don't know, Gwyneth Paltrow offered us a million dollars to say we like her goop crap. You don't even know what that is, huh? I don't even know what that is. Did I you don't know, know either. No, it's it's truly a thing. She's kind of a but a million dollars? An interesting human. Yeah, we might be tempted, We could be on the road forever. But um, contrary <laughs> to what you probably heard, uh, podcasting is not money, uh, a bank thing. So we just don't advertise anything that we don't believe in. I took the Hypnoto- HypnoStory 101 course, the Hypno Kink 101 course, and I highly recommend it. I started with next to no knowledge and have... Um, notes and notes and resources and PDFs for days. We will also put a link to the, uh, what is the name of your Discord? Con- Consolation. 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 
Uh, because we we started it when an in-person con got canceled. And so we offered our classes online that we were going to do in person. So it was the consolation prize. prize. But we accidentally built this wonderful community that now a year and a half later, we do classes, we teach, other people teach, lots of great conversation. And last shameless plug, hypno hypnosis related and kink in general related we are also on the podcast naughty talk with sunny lee main which we do with our friends sunny and mac and that's available whenever you wherever you get your podcasts and it's going into its third season in a few months awesome fantastic um so i've got one last normally i ask a last question i've got a last request sure and i i do not i am a, a, a hypno kink newbie so this may be totally inappropriate, but it is based on the fact that I just got done watching that five hours of hypno kink video. Okay. One of you put the other under go. Sure. Oh. You can just drop for me right now as you just go down deeper and deeper. And as Panda keeps dropping, I'm going to ask Dan and Don to maybe describe what they're seeing since we have video for this recording. Don, give it a try. Um, well, it almost looks like you're holding her up by her collar. <laughs> oh, there it goes. So, yeah, very relaxed, eyes closed. Eyes rolled up. Either. Yeah. Totally spaced out, totally zoned. That's right. And we can modify that. Like, I can take an arm and just make it stiff and rigid, and it would be really easy to make Panda a poseable doll. Or... I can make Panda go just loose, limp, and relaxed just by giving suggestions with my voice and with my body, what are called kinesthetic suggestions. So I just sort of, as I was saying that, just tugged on Panda's arm a little bit. Then you can come back up. One, two, three. Up, up, up. So, uh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> so as he was talking, yep, her body absolutely followed. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if that was a messed up thing to ask you guys to do, but I this is the longest I've seen you guys next to each other and not put one of yourselves under. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and honestly, what people see in the class is really not that different from what our daily life is. At, I, at, I least, like when we're, is more at like... least when we're not working. You know, right. and, and that this, that we... We do, you know, much like a lot of couples who do sort of live together and have a DS or MS dynamic. And often there's, you know, little bits of casual sadism and protocol and that kind of stuff. We have so many drive-by trances, drops, <laughs> what have you. Mm -hmm. It'll just be like, bye. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you read that right. Good job, daddy. Very good. Now you can just come back for me. And we do that literally all the time. Those who are not watching the video, yes, he literally dropped there. And when you see hypno when you see the hypno kink 101 videos, you'll get it. It's it's uh, really interesting to watch. Also, super glad that Dawn's not gonna be a hypno top because <laughs> I would have to pay for many things over the past 20 years. Indeed. So stick around no. for the <laughs> while we uh wrap this thing up. Um, Dawn, I will not be hypnotizing you tonight. 
but I will be traveling to Maryland, Texas, Toronto, Pennsylvania, Detroit, Kansas City, and Chicago at over, least at least <laughs> over the course of this year. But how would I have to use hypnosis to memorize all that? No. So keep up with all our events, book news, and discounts, and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And even better, of course, is you get your EA shout-out, like Heidi and Bill from Virginia. Crystal from Nebraska. Andrea from Michigan. And Danny from Kentucky. Head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. Speaking of the road, Dawn, you and I will be uh, hitting the road any day now. We're actually going to do this crazy cross country we are currently we're kind of paused in phoenix right yep. now as we uh get ready to take a breath and starting saturday so what five days from now five days thousand miles um we will hauling our house with us yep hauling our house so each day we'll be in a different state or two we're still on the west coast so it's like a state a day it's not like we're on the east coast where we can go five states in a day which we've done before so, yeah, we'll be hauling ass East Coast. We'll be there in two weeks. It, it is going to be particularly challenging for anything we have scheduled over the next two weeks because we will be changing time zones rapidly. Oh, my God. So our, our, our mm, we've posted pictures on Instagram of our clock wall, our wall of clocks. So um, we're going to have to keep track of where we are as to which clock we're looking at. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> Hypnostorium Panda, we literally have all four time zones on our wall here because between where we could be living in any time zone, my work and Polly partners, you never know what time it is. Uh, if you want to talk, uh, maybe there, there's probably some kind of frac, fraxination. Oh, oh wait. Fraxation? That's not, one of those hypno terms that I'm supposed to know. Not only that, but we're in Arizona right now, which does not do daylight savings time. And our laptop doesn't know that. <laughs> so between the laptop, the phone, the wall of clocks, Dan working East Coast, poly partners and time zones. One of my poly partners is also an RVer. So he changes time zones Oof. and it's a mess. Time is indeed an illusion. So that is for sure. Uh, and I thought mine that... was hard enough. What's that? I thought mine was hard enough just having a partner in Amsterdam. Oh, uh, that's, yeah. that's what we don't have to worry about is the internationals. That is true. Um, so we are getting on the road. Um, Our oh, we wanted to mention how when you go to your local grocery store or your uh, uh, RV park, for that matter, how do you recognize the swingers? And Ohio Hedgehog had some advice. So he did. So he is linked up with these articles that I don't know where he gets them from. But this one says that wearing a black rubber ring on your right hand is now a symbol for swingers. So not just pineapples, not just upside down pineapples, not just flamingos, and of course not all pineapples and not all flamingos, so watch how you ask <laughs> if they're into um, open relationships. But now it is black rubber rings on their right hand. I need to tell at least one of my sons that because he has a black rubber ring on his left hand for his work. Is he the- It's one the one that's not open. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> one of them is, one of them yeah. is not. <laughs> Probably want to be careful. Um, I don't know if, if uh you guys do a lot of uh camping, but the first time we pulled into an RV park, we, we saw this camper across the way. They had all these flamingos in the yards. Mm -hmm. And we're looking over there going, ah, there's a bunch of sluts. 
apparently they just like flamingos. So that's a, it that's happens. A- <laughs> they had no clue. And every time we're on an RV Facebook group or something about once a week, someone's like, oh, is that what flamingos mean? Is that what pineapples mean? I'm getting rid of all of mine. Can't believe it. And I'm like, wait, wait, if you're open, leave them out. I'm looking for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and beyond that, um, Panda, I did hear you say something about tentacles. Don is a big tentacle fan. I am. But uh, the one that we got in our Discord the most recently, that one came from ben- ben- Bassanos. Thank you, Bassanos. Um, and it took me a while to figure out what it was, but it was a fiery tentacle tongue licking a cock. And once I figured out what it was, it was hot as hell. Indeed. So our Discord seems to be where most of our pictures came from this time. Every once in a while, I get some on Instagram or the Facebook or such. But um, uh, Discord it is. So Basanos with the fire tongue, Minotaurus, fiery tentacles. Oh, he Minotaurus was on a roll. So fiery tentacles. We've also been getting into werewolves lately. So uh, the werewolf. And then a werewolf. And I can't tell if he's got the tentacles. Or if it's a werewolf and a tentacle monster with the girl. Whichever, it was fucking hot. Yes. So, and then we got Peachy showing off her friend's um, bondage embroidery. So that's really cool. I tell you, if I get into vending again, I want to get up with that person and see if they want me to vend their stuff. And then Enigma is um, tentacles wrapped around a body, which is always hot. Maybe I need to be hypnotized to see... Every time I look at boobs to see food on those boobs, because they sure as hell. Uh, that's... You would be salivating. How do you do that in a vanilla environment without getting in trouble? Because um... if they look really tasty. Oh, I have an answer for that. Go. Oh. Oh, I, I feel like we have an answer for that, but uh, it takes two seconds. Just use the word, just use the phrase safe and appropriate, <laughs> which is what we use a lot. Yep. I, I will say I, I I recognize that a lot in as we jump back to hypno king for a second oh. in the negotiation right Dawn if I hypnotized you that every time um, I rubbed your nose you would have an orgasm uh, not to say I can do that yet but you would add into if it is safe and appropriate then when I do this thing and only I do this thing this is the way you will respond. So kind of like my rituals when I say with harm to none. Yes. Because I end all my healings and my rituals with and harm to none. I will have to turn you on to one of the hypno people that these two turn me on to. I think it's Sleeping Girl because Mm -hmm. she loves to mix the pagany ritually things with hypnosis. And it's so funny you and I do ton of trance work. We, we do. do tons of trance work. I lead guided meditations and shamanic journeys all the time. Yeah, and we talk about uh, Gnostic states and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. How disappointing it is that these are just aspects of hypnotism and these trance states. Not disappointing at all, but it's like, oh, I'm so anti-hypnosis. Come on, now let's go do a guided meditation. I'm going to take you on a journey. Uh, that's a little embarrassing. We'll talk more <laughs> about that later. Sometimes when I listen to that when I meditate sometimes to a guided, I'm like, these guys know what they're doing. This is hypnosis. They know it. <laughs> sometimes they don't know it, though. Sometimes they just know it's a, a certain tone of voice that works. Mm-hmm. Right? So so they don't even know that part of it. So, interesting. Absolutely. 
All right. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. I can't do it as fast as you do. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. No, seriously. I know. You guys hear us say that all the time. Oh, I'm supposed to press this button. Go do it. Go rate us. (laughs) Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us on FetLife as Dan and Dawn. We are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Or just use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for Facebook and Discord. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Bye Dan. Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Panda. Bye, Story. Bye. Bye. Bye.